Have you ever thought about how your menstrual cycle works? What does it mean living in alignment with our internal rhythms? Can we exploit our menstrual cycle to supercharge our well-being instead of seeing it as an hindrance? What if we were taught how to optimize our lifestyle, exercise and nutrition for each stage of our cycle to help mitigate the pain and suffering and perhaps even prevent burnout? What if we learned how to use our cycle to upregulate our productivity and deepen the connection with ourselves? What impact would all this have in our life, work and relationships? Join me after the intro for a conversation with a very special friend with whom we will answer this and many more questions. Stay tuned. Do you feel stuck in your life? Do you feel unhappy but not completely sure what that is? Do you hold a grudge towards someone for something they did which affects you and the way you live your life? Have you ever told someone I forgive you, but in reality you were not completely over what happened. Why is it so difficult to truly forgive? How do we forgive? And can anything and anyone be forgiven? Hi, my name is Rosanna D and I'm the host of the Forgiven Tribe show. This is a safe and not judgmental place for sharing opinions and challenging experiences where the practice of forgiveness helped individuals to get unstuck and create a much more fulfilling life than they had before. Join me in this exciting journey to unveil how you too can have the life you deserve. Simply click the subscribe button below to receive notification about future episodes. Welcome to the Forgiven Try Show. Let's face it, for women, the monthly period is at best an inconvenience, especially during the bleeding phase that can cause pain, suffering, and mood swings. Furthermore, even though it concerns with half of the world population, we often feel uncomfortable talking about menstruation. But did you know that if we learn about the different phases and how they can affect, for example, our hormonal production, then we can also understand how to mitigate the pain and use our cycle to upregulate our productivity and deepen the connection with ourselves. Mm. So today we want to talk about menstrual alignment, what it means, why we should care about it, and perhaps not just women, and how it can help us in other aspects of our life. And we dive in this conversation with today's guest, Christine Marie Quigles. Christine is a holistic menstrual coach who helps women all over the world to release menstrual suffering and PMS by replacing those burdens with menstrual alignment and worthiness and to fall in love with their lives through menstruation. She integrates different practices, yoga habits, intuitive treatments and presence into her speaking experiences and programs. She uses holistic shift to diminish and eventually remove symptoms associated with endometriosis, PMS, and menstrual pain for current menstruators. Through a variety of modalities, Christine educates on the power of menstrual alignment and the impactful life available to current and former menstruators who choose to align with their natural biorhythm. Hi, Christine. Welcome to the Forgiven Try Show. Thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for a beautiful introduction. Oh, uh, it was my pleasure. I'm really excited to dive into this uh, topic. But before we go into that, I would like to know something more about you. I read a little bit about your bio, but I'm particularly interested in knowing how did you come on, you know, working on this uh, topic and uh, understanding and discovering the importance of menstrual alignment? Ah, uh, that's a really wonderful question. Um, when you said at the beginning of your, of, of when you introduced like your first two lines, you said, we know that menstruation at best is an inconvenience at best for me, menstruation was a life shattering experience every month. <laughs> it was debilitating pain. 
It was becoming a walking science experiment with all the different birth controls that they kept trying because the pain would get more and more and more. I have diagnoses. I had, I lost an ovary. Um, I've had fertility treatments. When I came upon this solution, I was about to, we were about to look at psychiatric medication for my PMS. The hysterectomy conversation was not far down the road because the womb degenerates. It just gets worse. So if you're 15 and you get your period for the first time, which I was, and you're already screaming in pain, the degeneration is already happening. So then you cut to 20 years later, uh, hello, it's just getting worse. So this is a long way of answering that. I was confronted with the worst, the worst things that can happen in the process of treating your, your womb medically. But it wasn't my situation that compelled a curiosity towards the answer. It was sitting with a student because I was tutoring ACT and SAT prep. And I was sitting across from a student and I looked at her face and I said, oh my gosh, you have cramps. And she goes, yeah, we're on a computer like this. We're in a session. And I go, you have menstrual cramps right now. And she goes, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, but I'm going on birth control soon. And I said, oh my God, because I knew what was, what was ahead of her. I had already lived it. And so I looked at her and I said, oh my gosh, I wish, I wish there was something I could do. And from my mouth to God's ears, it was like I had shot up a flare and it hit something and it, and then this stuff landed and all of those years Every cycle I had, I would go on Google and say, Is, has someone found a solution yet for menstruation? And so I was learning about all of these possible solutions. None of them had worked. You know, spiritual, medical, herbal, meditation, yoga, cardio. Like I learned all this stuff. But I had also spent, at this point, I had also spent two decades solving systems. I, I had this what I've done in my life, it's a very interesting gift that I have, which is that I can see impossible systems and I can solve them. Like I can figure out the, the trick of them. And that's how I got into test prep because I saw standardized exams and I figured out how to beat them without being intelligent. And that's what I taught students. And so I know how to solve things from the outside looking in. Because when you're in the system, you often are debilitated by the system itself you're stuck. And so I, that experience, that intrepid curiosity that empowered me to go, wait, this, this, this works. I'm going to do this. And then all the knowledge that I had gathered of different forms of healing, of yoga, of all the stuff, it came together in this beautiful ballet. And I immediately said to her, can I try something? Will you wait on the birth control? And she goes, yeah, I'll, I'll wait. So I tried it with her. I tried it with another student. Well, they're 16. It worked. They're 16 though. So getting rid of birth, I mean, getting rid of cramps, getting rid of PMS for a 16 year old. Well, they just started. But what about this one over here? Two decades, consistent pain, consistent problems every month. Endometriosis diagnosis. It worked on me. And then I go, okay. So that is the story, is that it was this perfect storm. I did not set out to find a solution, but I had done all of the work and I had the probably audacious confidence that I could beat this system just enough <laughs> to try it. <laughs> and, and, and it worked. That's, that's the story. Well, sometimes that's all you need that moment of, of clarity and that little yeah. confidence that says, okay, you got this. You, yeah. you, go ahead, have a go and, and try. I absolutely love your story, absolutely love, because it comes from a personal experience and, uh, and then you started trying and, uh, you know, with other people. So it, it's really tested on, on people's uh, experience, uh, which is uh, fantastic. So 
let's dive into this uh, menstrual alignment. First of all, what does it mean? Well, um, you know how I said you started with menstruation is at best an inconvenience. Well, menstrual alignment shifts that at best an inconvenience to gone. Menstruation becomes one other moment of awesomeness. Menstrual alignment makes it possible for us to live a life that accommodates what's going on. So instead of it being an inconvenience to a life that we're trying to make work for ourselves, menstrual alignment adjusts your life so that it is a welcome experience that is expected and that you're ready for. And you're ready also to get as much out of it as you can, because there is a lot to be gained from those three, four, five days of menstrual shedding. That's so interesting. Can we go a little into these benefits? Because yeah. I think a lot of us can understand the pain. And to be honest, even removing that pain would be already a big gift. But as you mentioned, you implied that there are benefits beyond that, that we can yes. actually you know, take advantage of. So what are these benefits? I love this question. So I'm going to give the example of, for, first I'm going to talk about removal of the pain because birth control does that. It removes the pain and it puts the womb into a schedule. It's just not the womb schedule. And that's why we have problems. That's why birth control can be so hit or miss. And then there are new things that are coming on the market that just treat the pain and symptoms. They just treat that. But that's not what I give. And that's not what menstrual alignment does. And my process of shifting the menstruator who's suffering out of, I always say out of pain and into not just health, but worthiness, thriving. My process requires that. There is no, oh, the pain's gone, goodbye. And that's because of the benefits. So what happens is that this womb of ours it is like such a sophisticated creature. It is like a Porsche engine. It's so, oh, you just look at it and you're like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. And you understand all at once. Like, how do you know how to take care of yourself so well? That's the womb. So the benefits are, I'll first talk about rest. Rest, recovery, relaxation. So the way that the womb works is it has and I'm going to say womb and menstrual alignment. The womb is the being itself. Menstrual alignment is the way that we nurture it. So menstrual alignment consists of four phases, four menstrual phases. And the womb is a reflection of our holistic being. So I'm getting a little woo-woo. If this is confusing, you let me know, okay? Perfect. So what happens is that if the womb is reflecting our holistic being and it is, and we are suffering from menstrual disorder, menstrual imbalance, it's not just our body that's out of balance, it's our intuitive self, our physical self, our emotional self, and our mental self. Something in there is also out of balance. When we get into balance, what happens is that each phase has three parts of this holistic self that are working. One part is always resting. When it's resting, it's recuperating and it's recovering itself so that it can shine in the other three phases. So we don't control that by going, I need to rest my mental body. I need to rest my physical body. No, physiologically, our body is already cueing us of what needs to rest and what doesn't need to rest physiologically, hormonally, emotionally, mentally. Our mental self expects to be on vacation for really like partially in one of the phases and fully off in one of the other phases. It expects to not be used. So think of a person where you have an employee who is like, I'm going on vacation. I got vacation days. Goodbye, everybody. And then the boss runs after and goes, oh my gosh, so sorry. I need you. 
I need you to work. They're like, what? But I'm supposed to be on vacation. And what that looks like in the real world is that our mental self, we promised it. Our body promised it vacation during the, the days of menstrual shedding. And so what it looks like to have that employee asked back into the office when they're not supposed to be there, God, I came into this room and I don't know why I came here. Why can't I get a hold of myself? It's like I'm, it's like I'm moving in slow motion. What is wrong with me? Why are all the thoughts so fleeting? I cannot hold on to a thought today. I am so frustrated with myself. Why am I so dumb? My period makes me dumb. No, you're doing something that your body is not supposed to be doing. And it's not like, oh, well, I'm just supposed to just go home and take my menstrual leave. It's not menstrual leave. You are recovering. Your mind self must go on vacation. It must relax and recuperate. We would never have the cleaning team come into our office at 8 a.m. on Monday and start running the vacuum cleaner. That same rest restoration, I call it the three-day restorative, you're, you're, that is the time when your mental and physical bodies are both like, mental is gone. Mental is on vacation in Aruba, like, you know, dancing and having cocktails. Your physical self, though, is only half there. And all it's there to do is like maybe have a little bit of food sometimes. Like it is laid out. It does not want to do anything. But for those three days, the next phase that follows, I call it soldier phase. Biologically speaking, we would call it follicular phase. You are cooking with gas. Testosterone is being pumped into your system. What you think, when you think one minute has passed, it's only been 45 seconds. But because you're so jacked, because your mind was on vacation, came back. Because your body was on vacation, restored. Now it's like you're hyper aware of everything and you want to work all day and your body requires less sleep. All of this stuff, do you see how the system, and now guess what's on vacation? Emotional is kind of on vacation. Intuitive is way on vacation. So oftentimes in what I call soldier phase, we can tend to be quite insensitive because we cannot intuit. We usually, we can feel each other's energy. We do not care, do not have time for other people because we're so excited to be back. And so you end up making up for that time off at like one and a half, at two, two times, 200% of what we would have gotten from you if you had tried to show up, let's say at work, or for a family event, if you had tried to show up in your priestess, we would have gotten a fraction of you. And because you didn't recover when you were supposed to, your body will be spending the next 14 days trying, trying to recover what it never got. I absolutely love the way you describe that. Women often are considered moody. After this explanation, I think everything gets into place and it becomes very clear. Um, you know, sometimes we are funny and sometimes we need time on, on our own. And yes. sometimes we are very energetic and other times don't give me other stuff to do. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. Well, it's almost there. We actually are moody because we're not taking control. We're not letting our womb have what it needs when it needs it. And so think of a three-year-old who didn't get nap time. They didn't want nap time. They didn't want it. But if they don't get it, they are going to be like flailing, you know, when like an hour after when they should have had nap time. So they're out of control because they don't know what else to do. They're trying, they're trying to like, they know something's wrong and they don't know what it is because they didn't get what they were supposed to get. And so we do have this kind of wild moodiness where we say our emotions are getting away from us because our whole system is out of whack. But when we get into alignment, it knows our emotions have a home. They know the emotional body knows when it's getting a rest. 
the mental, everything knows when it's happening. And so what happens after about three, maybe even two months of working in menstrual alignment is that your body starts to trust you and it knows, oh my gosh, I don't have to have a temper tantrum to get a nap. I don't have to make my, my body sick with cramps and flu in order to get it to rest. It's just, she's just doing it. And so I don't have to scream. I don't have to get moody because the thing I was getting angry about, I now see why it bothers me and I see the solution and I solve it instead of tolerating it because if I tolerate it, I'm going to get pain. My body's going to say, you are not serving your wholeness and and I'm not going to allow that because that's really what's happening. If you're experiencing suffering, PMS, pain, fibroids, PCOS, PMDD, endometriosis, it's because your body's, your womb refuses to give up on why you came to this planet. It refuses to give up on your wholeness. And when you assert your wholeness, it has nothing to say. We are in business. I, I love that. And from what you said, it's already... It starts to appear also the cost that we pay for not being in alignment because being stressed out, being so moody uh, creates a lot of uh, uh, difficulties in nowadays in, in our life, in every situation, relationships and uh, at work and uh, in social lives. Right. And I think that's actually a wonderful, ever since we started speaking, about working together and doing this episode, I've been asking for all the ways for forgiveness. Where is forgiveness here? Where is forgiveness here? And I think that is one of the most difficult things for us menstruators to do is to forgive ourselves for not being allies, for not being, for not having a hormonal schedule that runs on 24 hours. Ours runs on 28 days. We don't need to feel shame for that. And so when we realize how awful we've been to our body by trying to make it be something that it's not, this process that I'm talking about, menstrual alignment, it has to begin with forgiveness for, for hurting ourselves because we were trying to, because we didn't know any better, you know? Sometimes we tend to live our lives in alignment, for example, to the male world. Yes. Uh, and we work in, in environments, for, for example, where there are many male. Uh, I work in STEM and 85, 90% of employees are male. Yes. So we tend to compare ourselves in the way we adjust uh, to different tasks and different activities uh, during during the, the month in the same way with the same rhythm that our male colleagues might have. Right. have. But we are not males, we are females and we, we have uh, different needs. So uh, I think what you're saying is, is very, very true and uh, the emotional uh, cost that we pay for that obviously is very very high because sometimes we feel that we are not as productive or as efficient as absolutely because we are in that particular phase of the, of the month so can we do a little bit of education about that uh, yes of the different how the, that month develops and the different phases because it's not just the bleeding phase I mean that's right. the the, the obvious one, but there are the pre and the after. And, uh... Yes. Yes. I definitely want to talk about that, but I don't want to get too far from what you just said about working in these places. One of the programs that I actually do is I bring in this education for menstruators and for allies to understand how vital menstrual alignment is in the workplace because what's happening is that because we're feeling shame and less than when we're not consistently productive and effective, we are overcompensating. And so we never actually show up in our 
But actually, when we have menstruators showing up in their 100%, then they're perform, they outperform anything near what they thought was a good month prior. When they get into alignment and the allies know, they don't need to know, oh, you're in peacemaker phase now. That's why you're acting like this. No, it's not like that. It's not a performance of equity. It is, hey, can you do, can you edit, can you run edits on this um, paper that I'm about to send out? Just do it really quickly. And the menstruator can say, and this is something that we practice when we use the agile framework in the workplace, when we use OKRs, is we can say, oh, let me look at my goals. This is the amount of time that I have. And this is the objective that I have for this time period. I literally do not have time for that. And we're empowered because we're working in alignment with ourselves. And we know that this phase only accommodates these tasks at our 100%. And we don't want to short them. And so finally, everybody, there is no more office mom. There is no more, oh, could you just get the cake? You're always so good at that. It's all gone. And so now I'll tell you the phases and how that can work. Um, and why it's so easy to adopt to the to the workplace. So um, we have four menstrual phases. And the first one, our day one, we always put in what I call menstrual shedding, the time of menstrual shedding, because we're shedding lining. There may be a little bit of blood involved, but we're shedding like very nutritious, very full of full of waste. So when you think of of how we are happy to put fertilizer that smells to high heaven on our garden to make beautiful, beautiful, vibrantly colored flowers. Yeah, this is that kind of, this is like that kind of nutritious waste that's shedding. And um, that phase I call the priestess phase. Biologically, we would call that menstruation, the menstrual phase itself. And it is a time when I call it priestess because you should be in the temple you should be away from other people. You, this is a time of restoration. It's a time when our body doesn't need a lot. Our mind doesn't need a lot. We are solving problems that logic and sense and life created illogically. We're solving them intuitively. We're, uh, we're almost like mediums. We're, we're very emotionally driven and highly, highly, highly intuitive. And that's how these solutions just come and we don't know where they came from, but we trust and we just, we just relax in this luxurious, I always imagine being filled in a water tank, just this swimming around and what matters is what fish swims by. It's not, and yet by the time you finish this phase, you have some agenda items for soldier to take care of. So the next phase is soldier phase. That's what we call follicular, biologically speaking. Soldier phase, soldier huh, 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 up to the mountain, up to the temple, gets this list of directives and is like, I gotta get this done now. Anything in my way. Think of Army Corps of Engineers. Oh my gosh, there's a bridge flooded. Build a bridge. We're gonna make it happen. We don't care what we knock over or what we get in the way of. This has gotta happen. That soldier, dogmatic, driven, independently driven, a great time to start projects, a great time if you want to kick a bad habit, this is a great time to get rid of the bad habit, replace it with something new, because you've got the energy of beginnings working for you. And your holistic body, the only thing that's really out to lunch is your emotions and your intuition. They're a little not, emotions kind of there, but intuition is way, because it just did a lot of work in priestess. And so your physical is on fleek. You're doing Peloton, you're running, you're doing hardcore yoga. And then your mental is so strong. Your five senses, you can smell everything. Your taste, everything is on fleek. And so your mental is like picking apart everything that every person says, correcting everybody's grammar. Like, <laughs> and so it's not a great time. It's, it's your, your energy is extroverted, but it's not a great time to be around people for long periods. You might offend them and not know why. And then the next phase is peacemaker. So soldier has put up all these walls and boundaries and 
peacemaker is like, so now the people are getting very angry with you because of all the things that you just did and made happen. Peacemaker finesses the walls that were built and says, oh my gosh, you don't like that wall? Let me help you understand why that wall is wonderful for us and for you. So this is a great time for sales. The emotional self is very strong. The physical self is strong. This is when we're ovulating. We're going to go from follicular to ovulation during this time. This is the time when you love the world superficially and the world loves you. It can't get enough of you. And so peacemaker is a time to be around people and it's a time for making peace. That's why I love it. Um, She's the people one. And then after peacemaker is queen phase. And queen is what we call the luteal phase. It, it Peacemaker kind of splits between follicular ovulation happens, and then we go into luteal, um, biologically speaking. But queen phase is where we usually see PMS. And see, the reason why it's queen phase is because this queen is fierce. She's like, yes, queen. Like, would you, do you need to wear that? Do you think that that looks as good? Do you, do you really, do you agree with this outfit that you've just put on? You know, like she's catty and mean because she loves you so much. But see where we go wrong is that queen face is going to make you very aware of any slights, any self-sacrificing you're doing, any resentments you're living with that are not actually tolerable that you've been living with the whole, all all the other days of the phases, but queen brings them up and, and you can't put them away. You can't push them back under the water because now the water that is your subconscious is like rising. And so all this trash that you kind of, you can't get away from it. So then you start lashing out at others when actually queen phase is a time to take all of that incredibly strong mental energy and use it for yourself. Turn it back on you. If there's something that's not okay in the world, find out what you can do to fix it. Because when you stand in your truth about the thing and it still doesn't change, now that's someone else's problem because you've solved you. And it asserts questions that are hard to hear. It, it's asserting, queen phase is asserting all of this stuff because queen loves you so much. And when we switch out of PMS, when, we have, when we're in menstrual alignment, all that gook and all that trash that we don't want to see, that's gone. We don't have to deal with it because we've dealt with it. And so instead, we're just highly creative and we're thinking of ideas, thinking of plans. This is the time in the workplace where we are innovating and we're not going to take our ideas that we've just created and innovated and Im immediately pitch it. Because if we pitch it in Queen, we're too sensitive. We're going to save it to pitch during Peacemaker. We're going to build it out in Soldier we're going to confirm with priestess that this is a good idea, build it out in soldier and then pitch it in peacemaker. But this is the time when I always say, like, if you look at my living room, I always say my living room is three feet deep with ideas in queen phase. Cause there's just so much that comes up in service to me and my well-being, And that is, those are the four phases. So then queen has all of these ideas. She's got a book of ideas and she goes, okay, priestess, I have all of this for you. Here you go. And priestess goes, oh, thank you so much. And priestess throws it away <laughs> because she knows what matters. What matters is going to be what comes up. But if not for queen asserting these things, they wouldn't be able to swirl around and come up in priestess to be dealt with. And that is how the four phases work. That is so beautiful, uh, uh, understanding all these uh, different phases, because when you were talking, I could really understand how my mind and uh, uh, I normally operate and I normally act. And there are these moments where don't come and, and talk to me, you know. Uh, I, I cannot see anybody. I need to be on my own. And then there are this time where, let's do it. Let's go. Yeah, I'm ready. You know, here. Yes. And then there are days where I'm a little bit more diplomatic and uh, I can really go there and, and, and speak. And then there are other days I say, well, you know, don't come next to me. This, this is not the way of doing. 
and I, I can absolutely see all these different phases. Yeah. But it's so interesting to see that this is not us being mental. It is uh, it's just what is supposed to be. And I, and I think what you mentioned earlier about forgiveness and giving ourselves permission to really leave the person that we are. Yes. Without any, any problem and without feeling any emotion that can stop us or any stigma, if you like, uh, about it. Uh, yes. Extremely, extremely important. One thing that um, came to my mind, not everyone has the typical 28 day. Yes, yes. Uh, a lot of people may have, a lot of ladies, girls may have a, a very irregular one. Yes. I guess the faces are, are basically the same, but how they change depending on how long the period is. Because I, I remember, especially when I was um, a teenager in my early 20s, sometimes I had like a three-week uh, yeah. period instead of a, a full month. So how that affects the person is shortening uh, each single phase or getting rid of one, perhaps? Mm -hmm. So so first off, <clears throat> if you're having irregular cycles, that is a sign of menstrual disorder. And when you're in alignment and you're encouraging and accommodating each phase as it's happening and you're taking actions that encourage the best of that phase to show up, then just like anything that you nurture, more will come, whatever you're nurturing, good or bad. And so if you had irregular, uh, irregular phases, like one of my clients, um, she went from 37, 38 day cycles. Um, and recently she's in her fourth month working with me. It just snapped to 27, 28 days. Like as soon as it snapped, pain gone, endo flares gone, like everything just snapped into place. I didn't have an experience like that. But when she had the longer phases, and, and when I had irregular phases before my body, my womb restored itself, which is what menstrual alignment does, then you just, you can feel because you have attention on the phases and you know what the characteristics are, you can feel when you suddenly are short with, te short tempered with people. Oh, I have a short temper with this person. I've finished I finished uh, menstrual shedding about five days ago. I'm switching into soldier phase. Okay. Okay. So let me sign up for a Peloton class. I mean, a spin class. Let me um, run. I know I have this extra energy and I, and it seems to be burning me. So I'm going to find somewhere to put it. I'm going to take care of myself based on the conditions of this phase, instead of, I'm just going to relax because, because I have to, because something's wrong with me, not in soldier. That's the worst thing you can do to soldier. It's like, it's like holding down a, a child when they want to go play outside. Like you need to let them run around in the woods and then they'll be your best friend afterwards. They need to burn off this extra stuff. And so when we're in disorder, when we're out of balance, then we can have these long times. And so it's just a matter of looking for those signposts of the phases to know. And, and how do you learn the phases? Like I have, because my mission is about awareness and it's about getting as many menstruators into their magical menstruation, into their balance, into their worthiness as possible. I've replicated myself. I made an online course, 10 minutes a day learning what the signposts are, learning how to treat yourself holistically so that you can restore and then you can tell somebody else and then they can restore. And so you will already know what the conditions of, what the indicators of your phase are. And so until it's at 27 or 28 days, then you, and even, and I, I have a cycle on 28 days I, my, uh, queen phase is 11 days long. That is not, an, that is not seven, 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 but I also strongly nourish my queen phase because I'm a creator. So I want it 
I love it. I think I've done some like biohacking to make that phase longer because I am a naturally, I'm introverted anyway. So to get me in the science lab, please, please, you know, but the point I'm making is that you're not just like, I'm a failure because I'm not on schedule. You will eventually end up on schedule, but wherever you are, ah, that's it. Don't act like, don't show up with an umbrella and rain boots to Arizona. If you're in Arizona, be in Arizona. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I, I wanted to ask, how do you, you mentioned the word self-care, but in general, what do you do when it comes, for example, to nutrition, to, to sport, to all these extra activities? Mm -hmm. um, does it make sense to pay attention to our menstrual cycle, where we are in the, in the month, to also accommodate these things? And do we need to adjust them? according to where we are. Yes, absolutely. So my process, the reason my process works is because it works to holistically nourish the womb. We're addressing all four, all four parts of your system. And in the body, that means food and exercise. But I do not tell. I My process is no supplements, no medication, no special diet, no special exercise, and therefore no risk, which I love. But I don't tell people this is what you need to eat because when you are in what I call the cast of menstrual alignment, which is the first three months of applying menstrual alignment to your life, um, your body, you will start to go, I want olives and pickles. What is wrong with me? Nothing's wrong with you. Your body is telling you what it needs and you start to hear it. And that's how you know what to eat. Um, and I'm not going to give a list because see, giving a list is indulging and enabling the, uh, part of you who needs to be right. The part of you who needs to be solved from the outside, because you have a habit of always being wrong because we're raised in a society of allies, what we might call male of allies. And they, and that is considered the standard, but it's actually not a standard. And so we need to get out of comparing ourselves to something that is not for us to compare to. And the way we do that is by listening to ourselves. So the greatest act of self-care is listening and giving yourself what it is asking for. How do you listen? That's where working with people like me or working with my course or, you know, working with somebody, I, a lot of people do what I do, but they use herbs, which is nice. I think that's fine. I am very much about self-reliance and that's just a theme of my life. And so that's why I recommend that you have life do, when you live your way into the solution, you're there and you don't need an outside element to improve you. There are other times we do need outside elements, but where we can by preserving our system, help it to nourish itself. Let's do that as much as we can. Mm. I yeah. absolutely love that. Christian, we have talked until now about essentially menstruators. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to talk about people who are women that are in a perimenopause or menopause. Is it still possible? to understand where we are in the month, because obviously we miss that bleeding phase, which is yeah. a kind of reference, right? So can we talk a little bit about that? Thank you, because I wanted to get to that. You asked a question earlier about the lengths of each phase, and this directly goes with that same conversation. So I've worked with I have clients even now who are in perimenopause and are in menopause. The clients in perimenopause, so the statistics support that if you have a good, if you have good menstruating years, you have great perimenopause time and you have fine transition to menopause. Like you don't go through all that craziness. If you have bad menstruating years, you have bad perimenopause, you have bad menopause. When I work with people who are in perimenopause with this process, the plane that was, what is that called? Turbulence? The turbulent plane ride smooths out. 
because our body is always regenerating. So yes, we might be going through this shift in our life, but our body is always regenerating itself. So if we're not nurturing the things that were not, that were harmful to our womb and we start nurturing them, they stop yelling. There's not, there's no late. You're not ever too late for your womb because the womb is so responsive. If it wasn't so responsive, it wouldn't be able to tell us something's wrong with your intuitive body. That's what it's in our body to do, to tell us things are not okay, things are great. And so the same thing happens with perimenopause, then yes, the phases are longer. And so we, we look at the sign point posts, look at what's coming up, and we nurture ourselves in the phase that seems to be showing up. And then in menopause, they're even longer. So the interesting thing about our allies is that, yes, they operate on a 24-hour hormone cycle, but at the same time, they're going through priestess phase for like five years and peacemaker for like 10 years. They're not like when we see 20-year-old allies, they're in soldier phase. That's from like mid-teenage years to upper to mid-30s for these allies. They're in the same phases. And so what happens is our mini, when our, 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 menstrua- our former menstruators who are now on menopause, they're just experiencing them more like allies where it's just very long, like four months. But when they luxuriate in it, so what I'm dealing with, with my menopause clients, what they are, what I work with them to do is to stop shaming and overcompensating for what they think is lack because they don't think that they're ever going to stop feeling this way. If they're in priestess phase and they need a lot more rest and they're highly, highly intuitive, then can you imagine you feel bad because you need rest, but you can also feel into what other people are feeling about you and you are feeling bad. And so you're, and you're complaining that you're not happy and that you're not showing up. So then you're telling people how to feel about you. It's just a, it's just a pile of shame. And so you're just putting yourself in a hole. And so my work is usually, hey, I mean, we, we do other work. We do a lot of self-care work. And, and, and my menopause clients, it's a lot about impact. It's a lot about what impact are you impacting the way that you came to this planet to impact? Um, and we harness our feminine energy power. I, I get more into feminine energy power, like our innate power versus our masculine energy power, which... Menstrual alignment definitely asserts and amplifies, but that's like a kind of another conversation. But I tell them, you, this is not the time for that. It's going to come back around, but nurture what's happening because you're missing out on massive solution creation because that's what's happening in priestess. Or when they're get up and go, they're like, I hope this never ends. And it's like, no, you need it to end because your body can't operate like this long-term. Nobody's could. Allies don't and menstruators don't either. That's why our phase for soldier phase is only five to seven days. We're not supposed to be running like that. You see? So it's, there's still a balance. It's just, it's just a little bit more nuanced, but not a lot. They still have to do the same course that my menstruators have to do because they have to get the knowledge to not only know when it's happening, but to know how to handle themselves to optimize their life experience. That is so interesting because a lot of women, and I can think of uh, a few, going into the, from, you know, the menstruation into the menopause, they sort of burn out or they went into a, a very stressful Period. And, and perhaps it was exactly what you just said, is, is the lack of understanding, the feeling guilt for everything that were, they were experiencing without understanding completely. Because yeah. we, perhaps we have that feeling that because we don't have the breathing phase anymore, then it's all gone. Right. And that is still very much there. It's just slightly different. Well, I love that something that you brought up that's very important too, is that we also can't deny that we create the world we're living in. And so if we are getting on board with, I'm so bad, 
my life is out of control. And think of all the messaging that we're receiving that's going, yeah, perimenopause. Oh my gosh, your life is over. You suck. It's done. Oh, say goodbye to ever enjoying life again. It, what? It's so unkind. It's so harmful. And we take it because doctors are telling us this. And then we feed it to ourselves. And even though it hurts, we get we make a habit out of hurting ourselves. And what are we doing ultimately? Disempowering ourselves, disempowering our phase. There's a great article that Gloria Steinem wrote about what if men menstruated? And they and and she she talks about how, oh, well. Menopause would be explained as a time of wisdom and women would be told you can't ever be as high in wisdom as we allies are because you've never bled because this is a world where where the men menstruated right mm -hmm. so you just don't qualify for that knowledge you can't access it because you never went through it when actually that is absolutely there for us. We just don't glorify it because it doesn't accommodate their agenda. And we gave it to them. They don't have to keep it. We can take it back. And that's what all of this work ultimately goes to is empowering us menstruators, us perimenopausal, us menopausal, us, you know, people to glorify this masterpiece that we are, we're, there's nothing wrong with us. We're fantastic. There is no glass ceiling because we didn't take the stairs. We got a jet pack. We're on this thing and we're looking down through the glass. The men can make the glass ceiling if they want. We don't need their permission to be on top. That's there for us, but we have to give up this idea that in order to succeed, we have to succeed as men. I love what you're saying. In fact, I want to take the conversation exactly there because I gave a little hint at the beginning about the sort of stigma and the difficulty mm. of talking about this, uh, almost as we had to apologize for being women. And in fact, I want to read you uh, a little um, quote from uh, Judy Grant, who is a, an American poet and author, who said, Menstrual blood is the only source of blood that is not traumatically induced. Yet in modern society, this is the most hidden blood, the one so rarely spoken of and almost never seen, except privately by women. Mm. Now, do you think that first we as women, by keeping everything um, private, contribute to some extent to this, this stigma. Uh, I remember, for example, uh, I had my first period, I think it I was 10 or 11. I had no idea what was going on. Mm -hmm. So is there a need for the older generation of women to pass this on as soon as possible and in the most comforting, the, mo the best possible way? But also, is there a need for men to be involved in, in that discussion, in making this, in normalizing the conversation around this. Uh, so fathers and husbands and uh, brothers and uh, cousins, everyone that really understand what this means. Mm -hmm. so taking the, the conversation not to be just be among women, but to be among everybody that we have in our life. So, this is a, a wonderful opportunity to introduce some aspects of our feminine energy being. So I say menstruators and, and allies, but then we menstruators have this, we're kind of like biased towards this feminine energy being. And there are ways of empowerment. There are things that power us up that are different from the things that power up an ally. So for example, no is our power word. The ally's power word is yes. The ally's power phrase is, I do, I give. The feminine energy bias being's power words are, I receive, I be. The ally's power is in light, Apollo. The menstruator's power is in darkness, Artemis. 
We shine in the contrast of the darkness. We shine when we wish to. We do not shine consistently. Moon, sun, moon. So I say all of that because there is a sacred nature to our bleeding. There is a sacred nature to us and there is a power that we preserve when we stay in our darkness, when we stay in our privacy. My uh, press photos is, is me showing my back and looking over my shoulder. And that is because that to me is what feminine energy bias being is, is I will choose to give you my full attention. You did not earn it. You are not entitled to it. That this choice of saying, I'm going to choose is our power. To that, to answer your question, allies have no business knowing what phase we're in. They do. It is, it is their responsibility to understand the holistic workings of what's happening because it is happening to us and it is happening to them. It is also happening to someone they love, their partner, their mother, their daughter, their colleague. And they might have insight that might help that they understand. So, so us, it is not our responsibility. This is something that happens in race in race conversations as well. As a black American woman, it's not my responsibility to educate you on African-American history, but who I am, who I be, is going to be an education in itself. One aspect of what that means. And in that same vein, ah, I use the metaphor a lot of, of um, I'm gonna get her name, hold on, I, I, I can't get her, I can't remember her name right now, but there's a woman who recently graduated from Harvard Law, a woman of color. I want to say her name is Hirna Biram, um, but she is deaf and blind. And then there's Princess, I use this in one of my keynote talks, Princess Alice of Battenberg. Um, so this woman graduated from Harvard Law. Princess Alice of Battenberg, who was Prince Philip or Duke Philip, Queen Elizabeth's husband, his mother, she spoke four languages fluently and lip read in four languages. She was stone deaf before she reached teenage years. No one knew as an adult, when she was an adult, no one knew that she was deaf because what her issue we might call was, is no one's business. She accommodated her world. She built a world where we don't see that what she's doing is making it possible for her to easily read lips. We don't know what she's doing, but she's organizing her world so that it works for her. This woman at Harvard Law organized her world so that it worked for her. It is not a performance of equity, of equality, of this is what I deserve, I'm taking what's mine. No, it is her being in her wholeness and making sure that she has what she needs to accommodate her wholeness. And that marries that question of, is this private? Yes, it is private. But then how do I accommodate all the things that I am without telling people? By being what you are, by making sure you have what you need. How many movie stars need the green M&Ms in their, in their dressing room? Green M&Ms only. You know? They're just being what they need to do what they do well. And we're all entitled to that. And it's not being a little a Miss Dengat, a little, a little princess. It is simply being in our wholeness. Yeah. Being able to own yourself and where you are and honoring that, that stage by perhaps raising boundaries when it's, uh, it's needed. Yes. And you're not raising boundaries. And this is where personalities come in because people say, well, then aren't you just telling people to be like you? Not at all. Because I could say, this is what I need and this is how I need it. And why? Because I'm a born educator. But somebody else who's not, like I can channel one of my friends who's a graphic designer and is very artistic. She might say, oh, this is what I like. This is what I like. I want, I want some more of that. Yeah. 
Beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Chrissy, I would like to come back on you before we close this conversation. And I would like to know if there is anything that you are working on and anything that you want to share with us. Uh, hmm. Anything in the pipeline that you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, as I think I've said, I'm sure I've said it at least once, awareness is the most important thing to me. To that end, I made an online course so that as many people as possible can get started in their menstrual alignment journey now. <laughs> and so I have the courses available um, and they're priced very affordably, but they're also asking you to commit because I found that when I priced them too low, people would start and then walk away. And I want you to really want this um, because you're, you know, you're getting out of pain. Um, so I have my online courses. And then besides that, I do a lot of speaking commitments. So if anybody ever wants me to speak and I do this really cool workshop in office places where I take the framework of agile, the agile framework, and I and we adapt it to menstruators and we use that mindset and it up levels well-being and it results in profits, productivity. I, and I measure it all. So I have a system of measurement to measure innovation, contribution, profit, productivity, and consistency. And so that's my big thing right now is if I'm not in everybody's computer, which is where I want to be, and everybody's like getting into menstrual alignment, I want to be working with groups and getting them because in these programs, I educate menstruators and allies together. And then I work with the menstruators to get them in their, in their group. So, so that, yeah. And all of it's on my website and everything, but that's that, those are the big things speaking and getting those courses out. <laughs> Fantastic. So if people want to know a little bit more uh, about this course and uh, the work you do, where they can find you? Uh, sparrowholistic.com or an easier, I've made another website that goes to the same place called sparrow and then the letters cq.com sparrowcq.com will also get you there. Um, and I can of course send you the links if that helps. Fantastic. In fact, we will put all the links in the description to this episode so everyone can find you very, very easily. This is one final question. Yes. If was one take-home message that you would love everybody to remember from this conversation, women, menstruators, non-menstruators, men, everybody, what that would be? What bloop, like came up is if you are suffering with womb-related issues of any kind, it is because your womb refuses to give up on the music that is in you. Do not leave this planet without the world having heard your music. By getting into menstrual alignment or helping someone you love get in, get out of pain and into their purpose, you are actually saving the world. That's why you came here. Oh, that is so beautiful. Well, I hope that this episode has provided insights and inspiration on how we can reclaim our life and productivity with menstrual alignment. And that reframing the inconvenience of our monthly period can be a game changing at home, at work and socially. And if you need a further push um, to embrace your period, the author, poet and artist Nikita Tajiri said, the truth is that I cannot love being a woman while hating my period, which is so true, isn't it? Christine, thank you so oh, much. I got chills. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. I, I love this conversation very, very much. So thank you very much for what you do. I think it's uh, it's very important to pay attention to uh, to being a woman. Shall we say that this, to being a woman? Well, we would love to know what you think about this topic. You already align your life to your period? If so, how is it going? If you haven't so far, are you planning to give it a go? Let us know, get in touch. And also don't forget to check Christine's website to follow her on social media. You will find all the links in the description of today's episode. Hopefully not, but if you have been affected in any way by the topic we discussed today, as always, I invite you to seek professional help. 
Join me next time when we will continue exploring inspiring and challenging situations. Because remember, we are together in this journey. Remember, forgiveness is like a muscle. The more you practice, the stronger and more effective it becomes. If you haven't done it yet, you can subscribe by clicking the subscribe button below. If you know anybody who could benefit from the topics discussed in this show, do some good and share the link with them. If you have a story that you want to share with us, comments or suggestions on topics you would like to be explored, send me an email at forgiventrive at gmail.com. Reviews will also be very much appreciated. And with this, it's a wrap. Till next time, thank you and goodbye.